Welcome to the Purpose Journey Podcast, the place where we explore purpose and career through the lens of human design, astrology, and the gene keys. I am your host, Anna, and I'm so happy to have you join me on this journey of self-discovery. Let's forge our own paths and stop following others. Enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome back to the final episode of 2023. I will be taking a little break over the holidays, but the podcast will definitely return in 2024 with you know, more career and purpose-focused topics and more inspirational guests. And uh, yeah, since it's, you know, the year it's come, it's coming to an end and it's just natural to start reflecting on all that has happened and the year that has passed, but also wondering what's to come next and what's going to happen next year. So that's really what I want to want to focus on today. You know, looking back, reflecting, but also looking forward because, you know, nothing is constant. Change always happens. And we all know that so much can happen in a year, right? <laughs> I think uh, things, we know that things can change and shift very quickly. Um, I remember just having this conversation with a friend recently about, I remember going into 2017 and had had a very tumultuous 2016 behind me. And I was just like, oh, I just wanted 2017 to be different. And and I remember a friend reminded me at the time that, you know, nothing is constant. The things that we feel like we are bringing into a new year usually tend to just fall away anyways. But it's, it's easy to get into a new year like, oh, I just don't want to feel this way. I want things to change. But we all know that so much can happen in a year. Just, I mean, looking back at 2023, I'm pretty sure most of you can see things that have changed in your life. Um, but 2023, yeah, <laughs> collectively... It's been, you know, very tumultuous, of course. I'm probably not the only one who's felt a bit anxious with everything going on in the world. Uh, but, you know, during times like these, it's important to focus on what you actually can control and also decide on, you know, how much of the outside world that you want to take in and what's actually healthy for you to take in. But also, I think it's important to, like, you know, focus on being the light that you wish to see in the world. That's what I've tried to do this year when everything's been a bit chaotic, to say the least. And um, I just remember in October, I felt, you know, wrong to share my work and post about my work um, when the war broke out. And um, I remember my partner was saying to me that it's actually now that you and your work is needed more than ever. You and all your friends who work in this industry of, you know, call us you know, light workers or whatever, but we who work with helping people becoming more, you know, authentic, finding more safety and security within themselves, trusting in their own individuality and more in their own authority. He was just saying, like, remember, you guys are needed more than ever right now. And that really helped me at the time, because even though I felt kind of guilty of keep keeping show you know I kept showing up and sharing my work even though you know people were dying I was reminded that it's actually important to keep going and be that light in the world that I want to in my way help and create that change 
And, um, you know, personally, I think there were two themes that were very prominent in my life this year. And one was that I was really trusting in my own authority this year. And I think the second theme was finding my voice. I guess if if I could have had a theme song for 2023, it would have been My Way by Frank Sinatra. You know, since starting my business, I've had so many people, you know, well-intended, uh, giving me advice on what I should do and how I should do things. And sometimes I listened and most times I didn't. But, you know, when you're starting out, I've never had my own business before. It's like you want to take in the advice of other people who've done this, a similar journey. But I've also always felt that, you know, my spleen has always been guiding me. So it's finding that balance of knowing when to trust my own authority and when to like actually take in advice from from other people. Um, but in the beginning of the year, a lot of things just felt off and I couldn't really pinpoint what it was. And then funnily enough, or funnily, I mean, I guess it depends on how you see it. In March, when Saturn entered Pisces and Pluto moved into Aquarius, I, I just felt like I was going through like a big crumbling in my business, not like getting rid of everything, like the core of what I do was still there, but I just needed to make a big change on how I approached it and how I shared who I was, my message and all that. So it was, this year has really been a time to let go of so many things in the way I had done my business and the way I saw myself in this industry. You know, I've let go of people, communities, you know, situations that weren't right for me. But the one thing that has remained constant this year, and that is that I've really trusted my spleen. I have trusted my way this year. So I have splenic authority. So I've always, always had a very strong intuition. So when I found out that I had a splenic authority, I wasn't surprised. And for me, I guess, I mean, this is different for everyone, but for me, I've always heard my intuition. I've chosen a lot of times over the years not to trust it and listen to it, but I've always heard it. But this year, I think it was even clear to me that I needed to stop like getting up in my head and getting down into my body. Because I mean, looking back at my life, and I think maybe if you have splenic authority, or even if you have a sacral authority like that, you just have that feeling of, you know, when you go against yourself and I, I've done so many things in my life that people from the outside thought that I was crazy. But those were the things that actually always led me to the right path. And this year, I really stepped into that. And I know that from the outside, people probably thought that I was doing the craziest thing. But I really learned that doing things my way and trusting my authority makes me, it makes me a better guide a better you know business owner in that sense because we are not here to do things in the same way we are here to do everything in our own way on so many levels and it's easy when you have started your own business and maybe others of you can resonate with this if you've started out on your own recently that it's so easy to just look at what everyone else is doing see what they're sharing or how they are sharing things or what kind of programs they're offering. And even though we don't want to look at it, 
you still tend to like glance and see what everyone else is doing. And this year I unfollowed so many people just to keep my own channel clear, so to speak, and just simply trusting in my authority. And my mentor, I, I did a mentorship this spring and my mentor was saying to me, going your own way is harder, but it will be worth it. And going your own way takes longer, but it will be worth it. So I kept that in the back of my head all this year. And sure, perhaps things would have been easier or would have, you know, materialized quicker if I would have kept to, you know, looking at what others were doing or by adapting to other things, but it just would have been wrong for me. It would have felt wrong. <laughs> so I really want to just share that because I think it's important for everyone to really think about their own inner authority. So regardless of which one you have, if you have sacral, if you're a self-projected projector, or if you have emotional authority, like regardless, how much do you trust in your authority? How much did you trust in your authority this year? And how can you trust it even more in 2024? Because trusting your own authority means going your own way. And that can be so uncomfortable, but it is the only way. And another thing that I felt was really prominent for me this year was the fact that I, I found my voice and I found I really understood what my message was. It really like sunk in this year. And when I found my message, it became easier to share it. I found that it became easier to express myself. So doing this podcast and writing my newsletter has given me like the most joy I could imagine. Like two of the things I love the most is writing and talking. And especially about the things that I'm passionate about, such as, you know, differentiation, purpose and career and just potential and possibilities. So I really, I mean, I really do truly, truly believe that empowered individuals are needed because that's the best team. And I really, I keep hanging on about this as well. Like, I really want you to be you in what you do. And I really wish for more people to realize that it's possible to have a career that feels like authentic and aligned and empowering. I really wish more people would really just dare to take that step instead of wasting away at jobs that they don't feel is good for them. And it it really is possible. That's really what I want to stress when I look back. I mean, it's it's hard going your own way, but it's, again, it's so worth it. And I think this is a lot of these issues actually came up in my client work and my sessions this year. And interestingly, interestingly, I've had quite a few clients this year with either heavy Leo or first house placements. And for me, that really suggests, you know, someone who's meant to be, you know, taking up space, being the spotlight. And a lot of the people who have had sessions with them that have had these placements have felt really uncomfortable when I brought this up. And I guess I, I just feel like it's been my mission or my calling to call them out and draw them out into the spotlight and tell them it's, you know, it's time to take up that space. And I don't know, in a way, I feel like it's it's a bit sad that a lot of women don't feel that we are allowed to take up space. 
I think we as women are not used to, we haven't, I mean, we haven't been brought up to really take up that space or to be in the spotlight as, you know, as comfortably maybe as, as men. And I really want women to feel like they can stop being afraid to take up that space and step into their power. You know, I really hate the reference, you know, power women or strong women, because it kind of suggests that not all women are strong or powerful, but, you know, we all are. But we've been taught to be, you know, the nice one, the quiet one, not make too much noise, not to be too much of anything. And so, yeah, I really see a lot of women struggle to take up that space and they think, oh, who am I to? And this is actually something that one of my mentors said last year to me that I've been having in the back of my head to saying, who am I not to? And that's a mantra for me. And I really want you to think about that going into next year as well. Who are you not to you know, pursue that dream? Who are you not to share your thoughts, desires, opinions? And who are you not to like take that step and you know, change that career? Who are you not to? It's been funny also. I mean, I, I just had both uh, Christina and Amy on the on the podcast who are both quad rights, and I realized how many how many quad rights I have in my life. Um I guess I feel like that's a sign for me to really embrace their uniqueness and be inspired by them. I mean, I have three of my variables pointing left, so I'm not meant to live life exactly like they are, but I just find it interesting to observe them and learn from them and also see how we can normalize that way instead of, you know, continuing to feel like this society should be all, you know, left variable, focused, strategic, active and all that. Um, also, like reflecting on your energy levels is something you can do. I mean, I've been really contemplating how I can manage my energy even better as a project and I will continue to do so next year but I think regardless of your energy type following your strategy and authority is all about trying to help you preserve your energy so you can use it for the right things the right people so really contemplate about how you've used your energy this year have you used it on the things that light you up have you taken enough you know breaks and rests like think of these things and for me, also, just my fourth line has been a big, big area of contemplation this year and community and collaboration with others. But the things that have come up with my clients and myself, I really feel like next year in 2024, it's kind of like my mission to help even more people with these things, you know, trusting your authority, differentiation. And finding our voices and expressing ourselves and like self-leadership. And I really want to bring this into my work next year. But, you know, it all comes back to strategy and authority in human design. So, I mean, this is something that I didn't really take in myself in the beginning. Because as most people, when you start finding out about your design and learning more about human design, you just want to go for the shiny objects. So, you <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, cool. Strategy, authority, fun. But then, oh, what about the gates? What about the channels? But I mean, a few years into my own experiment now, I mean, this is all what it comes back to. If you are grounded in your strategy and authority, everything else will fall into place. So focus on that. But 
next year, I really feel called to helping people find their voices and how to express themselves. I find it so important that we don't stay muted or silenced because we fear how others will perceive what we have to say. So that will definitely be reflected in my work next year. And again, I just want to reiterate that take up space. Who are you not to take up space? And be the leader in your own life. Stop following others. Forge your own path. And I understand that not everyone wants to be a business owner or an entrepreneur. You know, and not everyone is meant to. A lot of people actually enjoy being employed or being part of, you know, a community or a big corporation. But what I really mean when I say be the leader in your own life is just take that self-leadership and hold yourself accountable for the decisions that you make and the and the environment that you want to put yourself in. You can create a dream career as an entrepreneur or as an employer employee. You know, just make that decision for yourself. Like what feels right for me? And also just appreciate where you come from. If you are in a place right now where maybe you are considering making that change, like leaving an old career behind and trying something new, starting your own business. I mean, just for me, looking back, it's easy to just think that, oh, why did I choose this industry in the past? Like that was so wrong for me because now maybe you're looking into doing something completely different. So it's, it's easy to just question the the decisions you made in the past. And I've, I've touched on this before, but don't look back at jobs from the past or, you know, experiences that you've had and think like, what was I thinking? <laughs> because they all brought you here. And eventually you'll see why you had these experiences or why you were working in certain industries. It will all come back and help you in your future career somehow. I mean, I can look back at my career and, you know, things that once felt so important to me in my career, like the industry I was in. Now it just feels so utterly unimportant. <laughs> but that doesn't mean I have regrets or that I think that I was in the wrong place. You know, it made me who I am. I needed those experiences. I wanted those experiences. So if you are going through that transition, just embrace what you've been through and know that it, it will help you going forward. <clears throat> But let's move on to 2024 next year. So I stopped having New Year's resolutions, <clears throat> excuse me, years ago when I found human design. It made me, I mean, it became even more clear as to why New Year's resolutions don't work. Because if you look at the heart or ego center, it's actually really rare for people to have this center defined. And this is the center that governs willpower and motivation. So I think it's about 35% of the population who has this center defined. So 35% of the population have constant access to willpower and motivation, meaning only 35% of the population have the motivation to keep up with their New Year's resolutions. And the rest of us, we don't. <laughs> but anyway... I stopped having New Year's resolutions and instead I focused on what 
I wanted more of. Not having all these promises that I needed to keep. And instead, just think about, okay, what have I enjoyed? What do I want to have more of? So first, of course, look back. What did you learn in 2023? What do you want to leave behind and let go of? And what do you want more of in 2024? What do you want to explore? These are things that you can reflect on now. What can I let go of and what can I ask for more of in 2024? Maybe you've heard of, I mean, in human design, we always talk about 2027 and the big global shift that's going to take place then. And it's like a global shift that's happening. We're moving from a global uh, collective energy from the cross of planning to the cross of the sleeping phoenix, which basically means we're moving from an era of, you know, community focused on creating institutions that support everyone in, in the community. And now we're moving into an age of more individuation. So we will be moving towards differentiation. And we have been for years now, but the shift will take place in 2027 and then the years to come. So moving towards more individuality doesn't mean that we don't need community. It's just that it's time for everyone to start taking, you know, that self-leadership and focus on what they want. So for next year, maybe maybe you've already felt this, like maybe you've already felt some sort of crumbling in your life. But maybe for next year, start to look even more into this, like start thinking about what you want instead of what you think you need to do in order to, you know, fit in, you know, let go of all the shoulds. Like what do you want out of life going forward? Because we need to be empowered individuals within this new society. And just look at what steps you can take going forward. Because, you know, if you take one step each day, you will have taken 365 steps at the end of this year. Actually, 366 because 2024 will be a leap year. So, but again, like you can take one small step every day and that will amount to something next year. On a personal level, I want more collaboration in 2024. I mentioned this just now about my fourth line. This has been something that I've really contemplated this year. My fourth line body and design is something that I want to explore. You know, having powerful, meaningful connections. It's just been shown to me that it's, yeah, it's important to me this year. And I really want to continue on that path and explore that even even more. And next year, you know, I my plan is to work less, but create more. And I know that can sound like a paradox, but for me, I know exactly what that means. So think about these things that matter to you. And also, I just want to explore variables even more. I mentioned this in, in the previous episode, but especially environment, I just really want to explore that next year. But really, Consider what you want to have more of in 2024. And also when it comes to you and me, like when it comes to purpose and career, how can I help you next year? Don't like hesitate to reach out if there's anything that you feel like you want specific guidance on when it comes to these topics. Just send me an email or DM me on Instagram. 
But there are a few things when it comes to 2024 uh, that I wanted to suggest you also take into consideration, like a toolkit, <laughs> like a preparation toolkit for, for next year. So the first part, like I said, is just doing the reflection and the visualization and, you know, writing down your dreams and, and desires for 2024. But then, as you know, I also talk about astrology. So there are <laughs> things that we can look into going into the year ahead. And also, I mean, just to start off with, with if you are into the more spiritual side of things, I always encourage a yearly tarot spread that you can do. I mean, I've done this for a few years now, and I don't know, for the past two years at least, it's just been yearly accurate. <laughs> so basically, you just draw a card for each of the month coming up, and then you can also draw a card for the overall yearly theme. It's just like give you an idea of the energies of the of the year coming up. Um, but so when it comes to astrology and some of the transits, I mean, overall, collectively, collectively, everyone is, of course, talking about, you know, Pluto coming back into Aquarius, this 20 year transit that will, you know, shape us collectively. Uranus is still in Taurus, has been since 2018, will be for a few more years, I think, until 2026. Neptune has been in Pisces forever, still will be next year. So these are like the overall collective transits that will shape our, us on a collective level. So I think maybe on a personal level, you can look at some other transits and see how they affect you. So get your charts out. <laughs> and again, use the whole sign system. I highly recommend that. Because there are a few important transits in 2024 that you can look up and just see where this will take place in your chart. I mean, for instance, there will be a Uranus and Jupiter conjunction in April. I think it's April 21st that will take place in Taurus. So of course, yes, this is an energy that will affect us collectively, but it's, it'll be interesting to see where in your chart that will take place. So look up the house that Taurus rules in your chart because that's the area that might feel the effects of this conjunction and especially if you have anything at 21 degrees of Taurus in your chart because that will happen right on top of that degree and of course the eclipses always you know the shakeups that shift us and help us move into something new or at least something old um, but also look at the signs, but of course the houses that will have eclipses happen next year. So we will have eclipses happening in Aries, Libra, Pisces, and Virgo. So again, check your chart. Which houses do you have these signs in? We've had eclipses in Aries and Libra this year. So maybe you've already started to see some things shift in these areas, but they will continue to do so next year. And we will see the first, we'll get a, like a first taste of the nodes in Pi, of the eclipses in Pisces and Virgo, because the nodes will shift into Pisces and Virgo. And I, I think it's next, late next year or the, the year after. Um, but then Jupiter has been in Taurus this year since May, and it will be until May next year, and then it will shift into Gemini. So maybe start by reflecting on, again, the Taurus-ruled house of your chart and how Jupiter has, has, has had an impact there. 
because Jupiter is all about, you know, blessings, expansions, and maybe also some sometimes overdoing things. And how that has shaped that house of your chart that Taurus rules. And how maybe it will continue to do so for a few more months. And then look ahead to the Gemini ruled house. And maybe get a clue as to what's going to happen there. And from a career perspective, look at your second, sixth, and tenth house. Because these are the so-called workhouses. The second house is the house of income and how we earn money, but it's also about, you know, self-worth and what we value. But from a career perspective, it can indicate how we make our money. And then the sixth house is the house of health, but it's also our daily work, the work we do for others, so our, our service to the world. And the tenth house is the house of career. So if you have transits happening in these houses next year maybe there will be some sort of change or shift to your work and to your career so the second the sixth and the tenth house see if there are transits happening there and then i want to suggest that you look up your progressed moon and your progressed moon is looking at that is kind of like a predictive technique giving us, you know, a sense of how we will evolve emotionally over a certain period. Because, you know, the moon represents our emotions, our inner world, our emotional needs. So when the progressed moon moves through a new sign and house, which it does for about two and a half years, this is an area of life where you will have, you know, your emotional focus on, so to speak. And this is an area of emotional growth. So before I keep talking about this, there's an actually a very easy way to look up your progressed moon. I will share the link in the show notes, but it's on astroseek.com. And you can actually just fill in your information for a specific progressed moon uh, lookup. So I will share that in, in the show notes. You can just click there and it'll take you to it. But again, don't forget to change the house system from Placidus to whole sign, because in my opinion, that's just the best way is resonates so much more is the traditional way of doing astrology so that's why i highly recommend it um but once you've done so then you can see where your progress moon will be at next year so perhaps your progress moon is about to shift signs and houses next year so you will start a new emotional evolution over the next few years or perhaps you have just shifted in 2023 and you're right in the middle of a current phase you know, or maybe you're wrapping up one. Um, but just having an awareness of where your progress moon is actually helps us and, you know, take care of our emotional needs and have better understanding of what we are going through emotionally. So it's a it's an easier way to just know how to support yourself. And um, I mean, for example, since 2022, my progress moon has been in Aquarius in my eighth house. And this has definitely been a period of my life that has been emotionally challenging, you know, because the eighth house is all about transformation, death and rebirth. And then Aquarius is about going, you know, doing things your own way. And that pretty much sums up the past few years for me. But next year, my moon will shift into my progress moon will shift into Pisces and my ninth house. So it will be very different and hopefully less intense. Um, but yeah, check out your progressed moon and just see what insights you get from that just a few 
just a few tips on 2024 astrologically and how you can prepare. And uh, it's all about awareness. I mean, I don't share this to create any fear or panic about what's coming up next because it's just if you are aware of the transits, you can, you know, handle it a lot better. And it's just working with the energies instead of thinking, oh, things are just happening to you. So it's just a way of supporting yourself because, you know, life has its ups and its downs and, and it always will have ups and downs. So just take it for what it is, but just have a look at your transits and your moon and see how you can support yourself better in 2024. But most importantly, I want you to look at 2024 as another year of possibilities, a year to step even more into your individuality and your dreams, your hopes, your desires. You know, is it in 2024 that you get to be you in what you do? So I want to finish up by reminding you of a few things that were said by my amazing podcast guests this year. You know, as Thomasine said, fine isn't good enough. Don't settle for fine. And as Josephine mentioned, it's never too late to change careers. You can definitely make a change in your 40s if that's what you feel called to. Don't fear your age in that sense. You can always change careers. It's never too late. And as Christina said, nothing good happens in your comfort zone. That's not where you grow. That's not where growth happens when you stay in your comfort zone. But again, always trust your authority when it comes to making decisions. You shouldn't just stretch and jump into things just because. I mean, trust your authority. I mean, that will make sense if you're a third line. But again, trust your strategy and authority. But nothing good happens in your comfort zone. And as Amy said on the episode last week, don't take advice from people who don't do what you do because they will never understand. <laughs> it's just so different if if you have a partner or a friend or family that have a, a completely different type of career. They will not understand or resonate with what you do. So don't take their advice on work-related stuff because that won't help you. And also, like Amy said, in in the in the class I took with her a few years ago but that we spoke about last week as well. It's like rest, don't quit. And I think that goes for all the energy types, but mainly for projectors. It's like don't quit. Things can be hard, things can be tough, but we all need to just take a break and have some rest and then think of how we can move forward. So thank you for tuning into my podcast this year. I will be back in 2024, but until then, I wish you a blissful holiday season and a very happy new year.